Amen. Or we agree, right? We agree. Uh, well, guys, listen, we're, we're halfway through this, this little mini-series uh, called Hear, Hearing from God and Sharing with Others. And, and to this point, we've studied half the equation, hearing from God, right? And so week one was that we're made to hear from God. We're made to hear from God. And we said the primary way we hear from God is by studying His Word. And we looked at that, that word in the New Testament, Word, or the Word of God. And, and we looked at two words in Greek. One is logos. That's, that, that, while, while John uses that to describe Jesus, typically it's used about the written Word of God. This is what God has said. And so we study the logos, the written Word of God. And as we study the logos, we hear from the rhema. The living, active voice of God. The Bible says that the Word of God is alive, that it's active, that it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And so when we, when we commit ourselves to studying the Logos, that's typically when we hear the rhema, the living voice of God. That's God speaking to us individually about what He would have us do. And that's why when you read your Bible, as you pray and you read your Bible, uh, verses kind of jump off the page at you like, Ha! Focus on me. Why is that? That's the living voice of God. And so what we want to do is we want to train ourselves to hear that living voice of God. And so last week I talked to you about a new Bible study method that we're just going to adopt here as a church. It's called the hear method, right? We're going to highlight uh, those things that jump off the page that stand out to us as we read. Uh, we're going we're to uh, explain those things. We're going to dig into them. We use a study Bible, those other things. And we're going to dig in and, and understand what did they mean to the original people that heard it. Then we're going to apply that to our lives. Say, so, okay, God, then why do you want me to hear this, right? That's what it meant to them, but why are you pointing this verse out to me? What do you want me to learn? And then we're going to respond to God, and we'll respond to God either through prayer or through an action plan, and, uh, and we're going to use these awesome journals to do that. And so uh, these are free gifts to you if you guys have not come by the church and gotten them. Uh, we've got them up here, and for those at home, if you don't have yours yet, we have them ready for you. Now listen. Give me some grace this week because I am the lone individual that will be running the office. Uh, we have other folks in quarantine, and uh, and and hopefully they'll be back uh, like like midweek. But they ain't going to be back uh, Tuesday, and so. So if you will uh, give me patience when you call this week, I'm, I'm going to do my best to be secretary and pastor and all those other things. Everybody else, you can reach them through email. They'll be at home doing, doing their stuff, working from home. And so uh, we just appreciate your patience with us this week. And so, uh, so we're halfway through. Let's jump into the second half. So the first half, we talked about the fact that we were made to hear from God. The second half, I want you to know that we're made to share with others. We're made to share with others. So i got four things that I, I want to share with you this morning. And here is the first. I want you to understand that we were made for community. That we were made for community. We're made for community. And, and so here's what the Bible says uh, in the beginning when God makes us. Right in Genesis chapter 1, it says, Then God said, uh, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, they will rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Now don't miss that. It says, Let us. Let us make man in our image. Why those words? Well, why was it using the word us? Well, it's using the word us, right? Because there is one God uh, who exists in three persons. Father, Son, and Spirit. And so Father, Son, and Spirit, God, uh, exist in the beginning. And God, speaking, uh, living in community, uh, eternal community, says, well, let's make man like us. Let's make man to exist like, like us. And, and so we get all the communicable attributes of God. But one of the things that we have to realize in our DNA, in our design, in our spiritual design by God, we're actually created to exist in community. That's why when Adam is made, God looks at Adam in Genesis 2 and he says, uh, it's not good for this man to be alone. 
I'm going to make a helper corresponding to him. So, so I want you to understand, like, we're created for community, like, like initial creation. But then Jesus comes, right? We know because Genesis 3, then there's the fall, and then our fellowship with God is broken, our, our, our community with God is, is, is destroyed. But then God sends a deliverer, right? And, and, and we're, we're recreated in Christ. Right? We're, we're recreated in Christ. We're remade. We're redesigned. And I want you to know, when we're, when we're born again, it's for that same purpose. It's still for community. Check this out. Ephesians 1, 5 through 6 says, He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace that He has lavished on us in the Beloved One. So in Christ, through faith, the Bible says we've been adopted. Now, now I know we, we just sang this. I love that we sang that song. I didn't actually look at the set list this week. But I was thinking, you know, we sing about our adoption a lot. And we tend to think about our adoption in an individualistic sense, right? I am a child of God. Amen? Right? I am. We need to be reminded of that. That's why we sing that. Um, but, but adoption is never just about an individual. Right? Because if you read on in Ephesians chapter 2, here's what it says. This is we're adopted, not, not, not just by God as Father, but we're adopted into a household. Ephesians 2.19 says, So then, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but you're fellow citizens with the saints, and get this, and members of God's household. Don't miss this. You are a child of God, but as a child of God, you're also a member of a household of a community, right? Uh, when when uh, we were, uh, were blessed by God to adopt my beautiful little daughter, hi sweetie, uh, Faith, um, when Faith came to us, she didn't just become my daughter, right? She absolutely did. She became my daughter, but she also became the sister to these three guys, right? She, she got it all. She got the whole family. She got grandparents, right? right? Grandparents got her. So, so, so it's this community aspect, and that's where I want to start this. I just want you to know that you're designed for community. You're designed to share in life with others, and so that kind of begs the question then, well, what are we designed to share, right? What are we designed to share? And so three more things for you. So start with the second point, third, fourth. That's the three things I want you to know we're called to share. So here's the second thing I have for you, that we're made to share, first and foremost, what we know about God, right? That this community we're designed to live in, what, what do we do in this community? Well, in this community, we're meant to share what we know about God. This is part of our, our calling as Christ followers, right? Matthew chapter 28, as Jesus is preparing to ascend into heaven, He gives the Great Commission. He says, listen, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Uh, it's actually as you're going, by the way. As you're going, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, ready? And teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. You catch that? Another way to say that, by the way, another way to say that is to share with others what you know about Jesus. Okay? That's the call. Part of what we're called to do is just share with us, teach them everything that you know. And so we've, we've got we've to live a lifestyle where we're doing this on a regular basis. We're constantly sharing what we are learning about God. Acts 1.8 basically says the same thing. Jesus says you're going to receive power then uh, when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. My witness, right? It means, that, that, what does a witness do? Well, here's what I know, right? Here's what I saw. Here's what I heard. And that's the call. That's a call. The first thing we're called to do in, in Christian community is share what we know. 
to share what we're hearing, to share what God is saying and speaking onto us. That's part of the call, right? That's part of the call. So we're going to share what we knew. The second thing we're going to share, which is our third point this morning, is that we're made to share one another's burdens and hold each other accountable. We're made to share one another's burdens and hold each other accountable. Galatians uh, 6.2 says this, it says, Carry one another's burdens, in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Carry one another's burdens, in this way you'll fulfill the law of Christ. How do we do that? We do that primarily through prayer, but we also do it just by help, right? By lending a helping hand to our brother or sister. Somebody struggling, uh, we're doing a, 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 we got a, a, a staff text thread going this morning, how people are feeling, and, and everybody's texting back, well, what can I do for you? Right? What can I do for you? Why? Because we're called to share one another's burdens. How can I help you? I, I know you're struggling. How can I help you? So, so that, that's what we're instructed to do is to carry one another's burdens. But, but more than that, more than just carrying one another's burdens, uh, the Bible actually calls us into a deeper relationship than just that. James 5.16, there it says, Therefore, con- confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. And so I want you to see that carrying one another's burden, it it actually goes beyond that. We're not just called to pray for one another. The Bible actually says that we're we're called to confess our sins to one another. Guys, what is that talking about? It's talking about accountability, right? And, And that's what this looks like. It looks like such an intimate relationship that I'm okay saying to somebody, listen, not only do I need you to pray for me, but I need you to pray for me in this area because this is where I am falling and failing in sin. Right? And, and, and hear me, church, this is why it's so important what we're talking about. We're talking about getting in a group of people that you can share that kind of information, right? Because, because listen, you can't, like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, right? That, that, that's, that's the text, Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and, and one person sharpens another. And, and here's the problem, friends. We, we, we like to do church to the level that we're comfortable with. And, and so some of you are, are comfortable with coming on Sunday morning. So you come and you worship, but that's it. And it stops there because you don't want anything deeper. You don't want anything deeper because you don't want somebody to know you. You don't want somebody to know your struggles. The problem with that, you're not getting sharp that way, right? You're not getting sharp that way, right? That, 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 that's not happening. And then we say, well, what about Sunday school? Because can that transformation happen in Sunday school? Sunday school, again, is, is a large group of people for the most part. And it's still kind of this format with one teacher and a bunch of students. Sometimes there's some discussion. But, but there's not a lot of confessing sins to one another and accountability happening. Well, what about a life group? Well, life group's a little bit better. But I don't know about your life groups. My life groups often were still basically a Sunday school class. I mean, there was a lot more sharing, but there's, there's, there's 18 people in that room. And i got to be honest, some of those 18 people I don't want to share my deepest, darkest struggles with, right? So what we need is we need a group of three or four. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly what we need is a, is a group of, of people of the same gender, right? So we need guys being able to confess to other guys, like, listen, man, I don't, I don't want to. I'm working hard, but, but I feel like, man, my eyes are, are being attracted to things they don't need to be attracted to. And you need other brothers to say, dude, you know that's not of the Lord. This is what you're called. Like, and somebody to hold you accountable. They got to hold your feet to the fire. Say, man, you said you wanted to change. I'm here to be an agent of change for you, and you do the same for me, right? Ladies, you need the same thing. You need somebody in your life that you can say, listen, here is what I am struggling with. And, and, and listen, pray for me. And, and somebody comes back the next week and goes, hey, how's that going? Right? And those things aren't going to happen in larger groups of people. And that's why we're so excited about what the Lord's, uh, we believe the Lord's calling us to with these D groups. 
Listen, guys, it's a whole uh, different level of intimacy and discipleship. And we believe that through it, we're going to see lives transformed. Right? We're going to see lives transformed. And so, uh, listen, we're, we're called uh, to share what we know about God. We're, we're, we're made to, to share one another's burdens and hold each other accountable. Finally, guys, uh, we are made to share encouragement with one another. We're made to share encouragement with one another. One of the reasons that I need a small group of people in my life uh, is because I, so that I can encourage them personally. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you're already doing. You know what? One of the things you won't get on social media as a Christian is people building you up usually. Right? It doesn't usually happen very well. Uh, it, it's more of a, like, you know, you post something and it, you think it's pretty positive and somebody has to find the negative in it and then they have to say something about the negative and then they post this and then that post that. Blah, 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 blah. Authentic, real relationships with actual physical people. Really important. Really important. And so, uh, guys, uh, some of you have already asked me, well, hey, I, I want to I try this kind of D-group thing. How's that work? Do I have to meet with them in person right now? And the answer is, if you're not comfortable getting out and meeting in person, no. You can FaceTime them right now, we, but it's still just a small group of, of people. Uh, I, I love what Hebrews 10.24 says. I gave you the NIV because I, I love the word spur. It says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. That's one of the reasons we need to be in a group where we're sharing, right? We're made to hear from God, but then we're called to share with others. And, and listen, no, no man is an island. That is especially true of our relationship with, with God. And, and in fact, I, I know we have a tendency. Anybody have a tendency to think that, that it's all about you and God? That's where your problems lie? Come on. We're individualistic as Americans, right? We are. Can anybody else see this? Just me? Just me and Brandon. We're the only ones... We, we, most of us feel like most of our problems, it's just between us and God. What, what if I told you that you're actually created for community and maybe one of your biggest problems that, you, that you're refusing God's design for your life? And because you're refusing God's design for your life, you don't have the accountability and the encouragement that you need to be the person that Christ has called you to. Does that rock anybody else's world? Paul Tripp, I'm reading a book called How People Change. He says, it is key for people to live in community to change. And this is what he says. He says, we can't become the Christians we are meant to be by being alone with God. That's the end of that sentence. Does that freak anybody else out? You guys at home freak you out a little bit? Freaked me out when I read it. I had to reread it and reread it and reread it and begin to think about it. Here's what he says again. We can't become the Christians we are meant to be by being alone with God. And he says this, this is not God's intent. What we become, we become together. Isn't that good? So what I'm telling you is, listen, guys, I, we absolutely have to get better about the alone time with us and God. We, we, we've got to start hearing his voice. Amen? So, hey, anybody try the hear method this week? Anybody practice it? Highlight? Right? Come on. Nobody. Nobody? Okay, we got one. Okay, two, three. Okay, good. Good, good. Got to be practicing, right? Be practicing because you got to hit the ground run. So highlight, explain, apply, uh, respond. And so uh, we're working on, on the us time. But then, guys, we, we've got for that change to happen. We, we've got to start sharing that with others too. And so, um, so what do we do? What do we do? Number one, I want you to realize your need for community. I want you to realize your need for community. Uh, that's the first kind of point, right? This is whole half of this series is just we're designed to share in life with one another. 
That's God's design, not our design. So, so listen, like, don't be like, well, I can't believe the church is telling me that I have to be in a group with other people. No, actually, God is telling you that. We're just highlighting what he says in his word. And, uh, and so we've come up with a design for it. You don't have to love our design, but the truth is that you're not going to change and become the person that you want to be in Jesus without other people. That's God's design, right? So God's design is that we would, we would do life in community, that there'd be a group of people that we can share with, that we can actually confess our sins to, right? These are big, huge things when it comes to transformation. And so, uh, so we're just going to buy in. We're going to buy into what God says. So, so that, that's the first thing, guys, is I really want to challenge you to realize your need for community. Uh, the next two, you, you've seen these before, but here we go. Uh, I, I want you to continue praying about who you might want to be in your D group, and I want you to start reaching out to those people, okay? Uh, our D groups are, are designed to kick off. Everybody starts their Bible reading in February. So February 1, you, you pick up your Bible, you start reading your one chapter a day. Uh, next week, by the way, is a massive breakdown of exactly what D groups are and how they work and all the intricacies. So if you have questions still that the website hasn't answered, uh, then email me this week because that would be cool. I'll... I'll, I'll Put it into the sermon and see if I can, uh, maybe you guys have a question I haven't thought of. And so I uh, want to encourage you guys, but, but we want to encourage you, be praying about. So uh, here's my deal. Like, uh, I, I was praying this, I've been praying, Lord, who do you want um, specifically to be in my group? There's some interesting things when you're in the pastor's group. Like, it's kind of a close-knit group of, like, if I'm really going to be able to be honest, like, there's a very limited uh, amount of people, and, and there's some other people that they're in similar places in life, that they're, they're kind of in that same space where, where, like, man, hey, I need some, and so God had put one person on my mind, only one person so far, so I'm still praying, God, who else is, is supposed to be in this group, what is it supposed to look like, uh, but I, I reached out and called that one person, I was like, hey, dude, I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, and that one person said, you know, God's only put one person on my mind, it was you, but I didn't want to call you because you're the pastor. I was like, well, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're, we're friends. We can do this. Uh, God may only put two people on your mind. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I, I want to remind you, these groups aren't meant to be for a lifetime. Okay? And we'll get into this next week. These groups are actually designed uh, to, to run for a year. So they're going to run for 10 months. And, and then the hope is that everybody in your group will be prepared, uh, hopefully, prayerfully, to be able to go out and, and, and lead their own group. Uh, next year. So, so I don't want you to think like, oh gosh, this is going to be forever. That's one of the keys to this is we want to build relationships, have those, and, and you're still going to have that strength in those relationships as they move out. But the goal is to make disciples that make disciples, right? And, and, and that's our hope is that we would replicate uh, those things. So continue praying about who might want to be in your D group. Start reaching out. Uh, last one, learn more about D groups and register them at our website, fbcelgin.com org, fbcelgin.org forward slash dgroups. And so uh, we have created a, a brand new page on the website so you guys can, can pull it up. It looks like this and uh, we'll go big screen there. And uh, if you go to dgroups, it's got a list of frequently asked questions and that'll answer a lot of the questions that you have. When you scroll down to the bottom of that page, there's a place. If you've already prayed about who's in your group, uh, you guys come back to me, please, if you don't mind. Seth, thank you. Um, and so uh, if you've already prayed about who's in your group, you've reached out to them, you've contacted them, you know who's in your group, then at that point, one of you goes online and you register your group. We've already got three groups registered. What, what? So uh, I'm super excited. And so uh, we just want to encourage you guys to do that. Um, if you need help, 
you know, I had somebody tell me this week, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know a lot of people yet. I'm like, that's totally okay. We had uh, somebody email us. That's totally okay. And so one of the things you can help us out with, is if, you're, if you're looking for a group, email us. Let us know, hey, uh, you know, he, here's, here's what group I'm in. This is kind of my age range, blah, blah. And that, that'll help us start praying and think about some other people. Also, on Wednesday nights, when we kick up Wednesday nights, February 3rd, uh, our adults are going to meet in the sanctuary. And it'll be a great time. If you haven't found a group yet, it'll be a great time for you to kind of look, it'd be like dodgeball picking, right? I mean, some, like, we're going to allow some space for our groups to begin to meet on Wednesday nights, and uh, if, if you don't already have a setup time, you don't have to do it here, but it'll be a great time for that, and so we want to encourage that, okay? Everybody got it? Okay, awesome, awesome. Guys, I love you. Uh, I thank you so much. It's so good to see you in person. Uh, I, I'm glad that you guys have tuned in uh, with us. I want to remind you, we have a business meeting, and we have some exciting things to talk about. That business meeting starts at 11 o'clock. We have to do it that way. Uh, that way we can have a schedule. I can't just say, and we'll kick it off right now because other people need to log in. And so we're going to kick it off at 11 o'clock. If you guys want to, uh, to enjoy restrooms or go outside and get some fresh air, take off the mask for a little while outdoors, Remember, uh, you do still have to keep your distance. Uh, that's kind of, there's a lot of COVID out there right now. So uh, we want to encourage you, uh, if, if you want to do that for a little bit, we're going we're gonna to reconvene and we're going to begin our business meeting at 11 a.m. here. Uh, it will be in person and via Zoom. So we'll do that both ways for you guys at home. So I'm going to pray for us. Uh, oh, wait, we have a few announcements. These are important. Uh, Catherine will shoot me if I forget this. Uh, Wednesday night's return, uh, February 3rd. I, I just mentioned that. Um, so that's a big deal. Next. Next, do we have next? Do we have next? That's the only one? Okay, that's not the only one. Um, you guys also need to pick these bad boys up. So you've got to pick up your journal. Inside your journal is your bookmark. That's your Bible reading plan. That covers five months of Bible reading. And then uh, when we're about a month out, we'll have the new uh, bookmarks for you. The whole plan is done. We just print them a little bit at a time. So uh, that, that's coming. So we want you guys to pick those up today. Uh, and that is for adults. That's also for youth. And uh, we want to encourage you guys to do that. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll let you go. Father, thank you for loving us. It's so good to see these faces. Um, God, I'm excited about what you're doing in the life of our church when it comes to spiritual transformation, also when it comes to what you're calling us to as a congregation. God, I can't wait to see what you have in store for FBCE in the, in the coming year. Jesus, thank you for being faithful, even when we're faithless. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen, amen. Guys online, God bless you. We'll see you later. Bye.